Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about uh, sitting in trees. Ooh, like sitting in trees, like kissing people, because that's like the song. What? No, not quite <laughs> like the song. Less, less, much less kissing. Oh, that's sad. Sally's going to be very disappointed. Well, I'm leaving then. Uh, I oh. was told there would be kissing. Oh. Oh. Who are you again? <laughs> oh, I'm Patrick. You know, I'm just your co-collaborator. No oh, big yeah. deal. Is this like a three-way? <laughs> a threesome? Is it? I'm excited. Guys, I, I think we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, doing well. Hey, Meter, your voice is extra gravelly. Have you been doing some singing, some screaming? Uh, no, actually. Instead, we got a really good mic that actually picks up on the, the basses very, very well. And I'm using it for the show. And that was gotten to me by uh, my good, good friend, Nathan Pepin. Oh, well, thank you, Nathan Pepin. Uh, very much appreciated. Thank you for donating to the show. And uh, today we have a super special guest, uh, one of our favorite people to have on the show, uh, and your uh, co-host on uh, Damn Podcast, Patrick. How's it going today? Awesome, glad to be here. And so the audience is aware, this is like a like a episode where I'm doing an episode for Damn, and we need to talk at the same time. That way, I can do less editing. This is all what this is about right here. Yeah, we're we're streamlining. <laughs> we're we're pretty lazy, so streamlining that is a much better way to put it i dig that <laughs> and so the topic that i was thinking we discussed today because i think this might be kind of interesting because we have two d dualities here is hunting is hunting ethical you know what is hunting in a way right i mean that getting the definitions right but also you know what is it bad is it evil is it murder mm -hmm. yeah that sounds great because okay well that should that should be interesting so my perspective is i don't know it's like, I, I think everything's about uh, where you are in your current state of society, because obviously the more that you are, say, needing to hunt because there's no available resources or let's say nuclear you know, warhead goes off or I don't know, state of survival. No, who cares? Like, I think it's immoral, not amoral at that point. So it's not regarding morality because morality comes in when you have a choice. Uh, but even then, I, you know, I think, you know, we kill people all the time. You know, animals are just another kind of thing. We're animals. So, you know, this is kind of how things work. So I, I think don't be cruel. I don't think you should, uh, you know, go above and beyond in like, uh, say, taking pleasure in the killing, but, you know, or the killing for no reason. Exactly. But if you're getting meat from it and you're harvesting it, I think that's fine. How about shelf beater? I know that you actually do some hunting yourself. I do. I, uh, I bow hunt for white tailed deer. How long have you been doing that for? Um, I gun hunted when I was 15, one season. Um, and then I didn't, I went off to college and I didn't hunt again until, not 2020 season, but 2019 was the first season that I hunted again. And then I hunted only with a bow and then I hunted 
So that's been two seasons now. So technically three full seasons. Right, right. And you've been hunting with your dad or have you been hunting on your own? Uh, I've been hunting with my dad and uncle and sister's boyfriend mostly. Um, I have gone out once with uh, a good friend as well, a little more locally to me, because I hunt right now on some land that my family owns uh, back in Maine. So um, it's a little bit, it's uh, like an hour and a half drive for me to to go there, and you have to be there wicked early in the morning, so I have to get up at like 3 a.m. It's pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. And for you, what kind of draws you towards hunting? Is it just like a family sort of thing, or is it something you are you think you'd be interested in regardless of your family upbringing? I mean, it started mostly as as a family-related thing, um, but it, it was also, you know, a it, it was a good way for me to, to connect with my dad and for me to learn what could be an extremely valuable skill um, if ever I was in a position to need to know how to do that skill. Uh, and then once I actually um took a deer it was completely different fish because that experience is un completely unrelatable to anything else i've i've done hmm. so comparing it to fishing so you've done a lot of fishing in your past too i've done fishing yeah and how would you find like you're saying that fishing is a little bit different than like killing a deer it's a little bit more intense or or rather the other way around killing a deer is a bit more intense than this fishing fishing is nothing fishing's like boring compared to to hunting hmm hmm and your dad how long has your dad been hunting he's been doing it for a while or is it just kind of like life. yeah i see so he's a bit more of a hunter than than you but uh you know it's something that you kind of picked up from him yeah i mean it's a it's a family thing my grandfather taught my dad and his dad taught his dad and blah 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 so mm. Um, my great grandmother is a hundred percent Native American, so it's it goes all the way back to like super ancestral, um, just being passed down the the way to do do this, do it right, do it uh, in a in a clean ethical way, um, but also to have that skill has been passed down through our family. Right, right, and when you said clean ethical way, so that kind of comes to like the main crux of this. So the ethics of it. Uh, what what do you think the ethics of hunting it's like let's say fishing as well i think fishing sounds like it's a little bit different i mean people kind of see it a little bit different but what would you say you fall where you fall down in the ethics of it um as long as you're using what you're taking you're not just doing it for sport um i see no uh direct ethical issue and doing it for sport, just meaning like you kill the animal, but you don't really do anything with it, or you just kind of hang up as a trophy. Yeah, there's no, you're not eating it, you're not eating it, you're not using any any part of it. You're just killing it because you want to say, "Hey, I killed the thing." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the instance. Actually, no, I can't say that because there's a whole like thing where they're shooting lions in some place in like Africa or something, and. Uh, I think there's that one big one where some lion got a, had a name and people got super upset about it. But then it's extra confusing because they have like a population problem and those lions will like invade people's uh, um, like land. So they actually put these permits out to shoot them, especially for like, you know, people who just want to go out and do it. And that way they can control the population. So there's a little bit confusing there. But essentially, if, if it's not for something that's utility then it's kind of like for sport essentially or it could be for sport but for utility as well 
if you're talking about a safety issue, I think that's a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Meter, you seem to have a bit of the same idea I do. I'm a bit more wishy-washy on it, to be honest. Uh, but uh, let's get over to Patrick here. Patrick, wh- where do you think your thoughts are? Where do you stand ethically on it? Have you, have you ever hunted or you know fished? And how does that inform anything? Uh, so I have gone fishing, but I've never caught anything. So I can't say that I have any experience with that. Um, and I've never been hunting. So I think that I agree with Meter as far as if you're using everything and there's some form of utility and the animal doesn't suffer, then I wouldn't say that I'm opposed to hunting in that context. But um, as usual, I'm going to be a little bit specific about the definition of morality here because I think that two things can be happening. I think that the hunting could be necessary and that there could be utility in it, but I think that it could still be immoral to kill something. Now, does that mean that we're always 100% moral or that we are required to be? Not necessarily, but I don't think that I don't think that you can say that killing something is ever a hundred percent moral act, even if there is utility involved. I mean, what do you think about that statement? I mean, just to recapitulate that, and also first thing is just for people have context. Uh, Patrick has. Are you still vegetarian? I'm not, but I spent uh, almost two years being a vegetarian. Right, right. So Patrick was a vegetarian. Is that a recent change that you stopped doing it? Yes. And it's it's not when when I went vegetarian just for context, um it it was not entirely a moral decision. It was more or less for health reasons. Uh but you know, also I don't like the idea of killing animals. So that that for me was part of it. Uh but it it is it is something that becomes impractical over time, especially when it's part of your society, that it's going to happen either way. You know, my eating meat or not eating meat has very little impact on society. And so, you know, I didn't have any illusions going into being vegetarian that I was going to change anything. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just, it, it felt like something I wanted to try and see if it, I was capable of doing. Right. My right. family didn't agree. So it, it became very difficult to, you know, cook two different meals every night. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's more of a personal decision. And if I can recapitulate your your claim there, it's that killing anything does have some sort of negative moral implication to it. Uh, uh, And things which are, say, more sentient have a higher degree of immorality. So killing like an insect or like a mosquito, that probably doesn't mean too, too much. But killing like a fish, maybe it's a little bit worse than killing a mosquito or maybe a lot worse. But killing a deer or like a cow or something that has more of a full, say, you know, developed brain that that is like that could be potentially bad uh, in certain circumstances. I think we can agree because I think we all agree that maybe killing for sports not good or that, that that's immoral. But in the case of to say hunting, there's some some degree of immorality to that. Yeah, and I think it's hard to say what that degree is because I mean, from a Buddhist perspective, uh, it, there's there's two two kind of thoughts there. The first thought is that all sentient beings are are valuable, right? That whether it's a mosquito or a cow or a human, that they all bear some kind of value. And that's, you know, goes to, speaks to the theory of reincarnation. But then also, if you think about reincarnation itself and how it is alleged to work in terms of uh, reaching the, the highest goal of Buddhism, which is nirvana, that if you do well in this life, so allegedly you would be reincarnated 
um, into another form that was perhaps a little bit greater than the previous form. So maybe if you are a mosquito in one life, you're going to come back as a dog if you do well as a mosquito, right? So if you subscribe to that school of thought, then yes, killing a dog would be a little bit less moral than killing a mosquito. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you agree with that kind of sense of morality there? Because I can kind of see like, I don't know if it's necessarily true because I think a lot of morality type stuff like depends on the context that you're in because if you're in a state of morality a state of survival like a pure state of nature like i don't think really morality applies there but when you kind of constrain like say that we're in a say stable society then i think you can maybe start making those uh claims because you know killing mosquito i don't think you know two things about it but you know killing a fish or killing like a uh a deer or doing this sort of hunting that would kind of it seems a bit more to me meter do you have like a similar sense or do you, do you agree disagree on that I think hunting and killing a deer is more moral than eating hamburg from that you buy from a grocery store. That deer has had a chance at living its life in the wild. It had freedom um, and it lost in a battle of nature between uh, uh, two beasts, especially if I'm using a bow. I think with a gun, it's kind of like cheating, um, but a bow is very mechanical it's in the sense in a sense but not like not in the same way as a gun a gun is like you point you shoot it's dead it's pretty cut and dry but an arrow there's so much that goes into that there's so much more that you need to like be ready for and there's the draw factor where you have to be able to position yourself right and draw and you have to wait for it to be close enough it there's just a lot more that goes into it so I feel like it's a, a more fair battle between predator and prey um, and that the deer has actually had a chance at life um, and, and died in its environment versus a cow that lived its whole life just to be slaughtered in in, in an, like a manufactured setting. I think that is less moral than uh, a, taking something from nature. I actually think I agree with that. Because I think if, if you look at, like, take humans out of the equation. If you're looking at different, as you describe them, beasts in the wild, right? How does anything eat? Well, it, it has to go out and, and find its food, right? So if you're, a, if you're a carnivore, then that means taking down another animal. So it, in the sense where if you're hunting for sustenance and you're using everything that you get from the animal... That's not a whole lot different than what happens in the animal kingdom already. I don't know if I buy into the distinction between bow hunting and gun hunting, only because uh, part of part of our advantage, you could say, is that we have the ability to critically think and use tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could almost say that like a lion going after a gazelle is a little bit of an unfair advantage for the lion because the gazelle doesn't really have anything to defend itself. You know, so us using a gun is kind of like a, a, a lion pouncing onto a gazelle. So I don't know that there's really a distinction, but I do, however, agree with you about hunting in the wild. I want to follow up there because if there is no distinction between those two, then that kind of, uh, 
I, I think cuts off the head on the claim that uh, one is worse than the other because essentially like a gun is better than a bow let's say at killing the animal but you know we're being smart but then you can you know kind of go up this chain of utility and essentially what we do with factory farms is just the highest chain of tool and utility applied to that problem if the problem is getting subsistence from animals you know we're, we're using our fences we're using you know advanced breeding technology we're using uh, you know selective breeding I, I guess it's that's selective breeding but we use uh you know certain kind of tools to like, behead them you know make you know get the meat from them we'd always use all these things to kind of extract the most value of this animal now does the animal have a good life or anything no but if we're looking at tool and technology like if if you can include say the factory farm or farm into that group of category of tool which is used to gain that subsidence then i don't think there's any differentiation there and, and, and you know th th that's kind of my claim there so either the bow is better because it gives that animal more of a chance or it's kind of more i don't say natural i don't think the natural argument's that great but you could say it's that but i don't think it's between the bow and the gun or i think either the bow is better and the gun's worse or neither is worse including the factory farm well, I don't know. I think there's something else to it because you're right from a tool standpoint. Like, yeah, we can make all those things that, that essentially make meat farming, you know, easier than hunting. And so therefore it, it because it's within our capacity, I get what you're saying, but there, there's another. I mean, a farm is just a, uh, it's just a plot of land with like walls around it. Right. You just fence it out. Right. And this makes the hunting easier because you know that your prey is localized to this one region. And then you can kind of start uh, priming your prey to try to make them fatter. I mean, there's all these different things you can do. And, you know, it starts getting more and more abstract the further away you go from it. But I think essentially it's the same thing. It's just more abstract. You're saying a, f a farm is a gun that takes eight years to kill something. Yes. But it, it it's not hunting, though. There's That's the distinction is, okay, if we're talking about whether hunting is moral, there, there's no difference between using a gun or a bow in terms of hunting if you're hunting for substance, because the purpose of it is not the weapon used, but the purpose of it is the uh, result of the hunting. And so if you are looking at farming, the reason it's different is because it's in excess, right? So if, let's say, it, it, we, we as humans consume way more than we need, right? That's a known fact about our species. We destroy ecosystems and, you know, it, basically everything that we do, is destructive to the environment around us. And that's because we take things in excess, right? If we only hunted what we need, then it, it would be a much different world. When we get into that, this like artificial manufacturing of chickens and cows and all that, right? The difference is the excess is that we don't need to breed all these animals specifically for killing. I mean, how much food do you think that we throw away every year? You look at how much chicken exactly they put on the shelves in grocery stores, and you can go in any given day and you can see that there are packages and packages with the stickers on them, right? We got to sell them by today so they're discounted or we're going to throw them away, right? We don't need all that food. That That's the distinction, I think. My thought is that's kind of like an added more... It's kind of like an added moral quality added to it. It's like you have the question of whether it's functionally equivalent, but then you also have the question of whether it is, there's another moral aspect to it, right? Uh, but that, I don't know, I'm, I'm still not certain. I'm, I still need to think about that. Meter, do, do I make sense at all? Does Patrick make sense? Or do you have your own kind of idea on this topic? 
No, Nate, you're you're completely missing the entire point of the humanity of hunting, of what makes it morally acceptable over a farm that is just slaughtering things, like those chicken farms that have them so packed in they can't move. It's the quality of life leading up to their death. We are all given life, and at some point we will die. If in between we're able to live a life that is natural and free and we're able to, to actually... it experience life then i think that there is value in that that is the humanity of hunting where that is completely stripped away on a farm Mm -hmm. and that's the biggest difference for me between where it becomes humane to be able to hunt versus um mass farming on a level that the animals have no life I see. So the distinction there between hunting and, say, farming is, you know, the uh, held in captivity, I guess, or like the constrained living arrangement. Yeah. And I mean, your argument about about the farm being a tool isn't 100 percent wrong, but I think it completely misses the point that the farm isn't is. It's arguable that you could say if you're calling the farm a weapon against these animals that it's inhumane it's an inhumane weapon and therefore a bow would be way better because uh and and so would a gun at that point because you're not restrict you're not killing them over the course of eight years they're living their entire life and their death is within minutes Mm. versus having their whole life be their death Mm -hmm. right now if you had a farm which was say more ethical and it's uh raising of animals would that be more okay? Let's say like you have like a, I don't know, like a, a 10 mile stretch. I'm not sure how much for like say deer. Let's say you have like a 10 uh, mile uh, farm essentially where essentially this open range is almost pure natural. Uh, they can't go outside that 10 mile, uh, you know, footage, but you know, they can live within that confines. Is is that more okay? Because they have more of a natural You're life? You're talking about, there, there's a very big distinction between farming and hunting. Yep. They are not the same thing. The second you put up a fence, that is no longer hunting. Mm-hmm. There are there are big expansive ranches that people go to for hunting trips where they're guaranteed a deer pretty much. They put out food to make sure the deer come and they know that all of these deer are within this 10-mile ranch and then they sit in a blind right in front of that pile of food and they shoot a deer and they're like, oh, I hunted. That is not hunting. I want to say I- That is farming. I want to say I didn't know that was a thing, but then I'm get, recalling like that whole like, British thing where they release like foxes or something and they like catch the foxes and I don't know, with dogs or something. But yeah, that stuff's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. And and okay, so the thing is the animal might not know. So you're saying is it more moral for a, a 10 mile farm or whatever and the animal lives most of its life? And then it's killed around the time it would naturally die anyway. I mean, that doesn't happen often. Usually they're killed at different times, you know, but the, the, but the point is the animal might not know because it doesn't have the same critical thinking or uh, ability to discern that we do as humans, but we know that like, we know that we're confining the animals and we are constraining the life that they would naturally live. So if the conversation today is specifically about the moral implications of hunting. So if we knowingly strip away the animal's ability to live its natural life, then there is some moral implication to that versus if, if all living things were allowed to go about their lives, 
And at some point that life came to a natural end. And maybe that's through the utility of hunting. And as long as it is something that is for utility, then that would be the lowest moral implication. Yeah, I don't know, because cause this is where I'm a little bit lost. Maybe this is a little too philosophical for the conversation. Well, if you give an animal the illusion of a natural life and that natural life is almost exclusive, you know, it's like it's almost uh, a one to one mapping of what they would actually have. You know, a, a fence is something, right? That's a very, very like human sort of thing. But, you know, the animals come into fences all the time, like natural fences, like walls, you know, uh, you know, uh, giant stretches of uh, granite and stuff like just natural fences that are out there, are, you know, giant uh, lakes that they can't go through. So there's natural things which kind of say stop them from going forward and the fact that we're making one that's certainly a difference to us right as far as our conceptual point of view but if we give the animal the illusion of say some sort of a freedom or open range i don't see how that's uh different maybe it knows it's different for us but how does that like like i can understand like not making the animal suffer because the animal is actually having some sort of negative experience but from this animal's perspective it's having no negative experience it's living its life just as it would before it, it's not different for the animal you're right or it may not be. Uh, and this goes to a podcast that you and I have done on on the Dam podcast about whether perception is greater than reality. And I do think that perception is greater than reality in most cases. And for the animal, perhaps the perception of living a free life is greater than the reality of being captive. But morality is a transcendent subject, meaning that it's not impacted by uh, by perception necessarily i mean you might say that it is because your perspective on morality is different than mine but we had this discussion actually in another one with the three of us where in my opinion immorality is universal it has a transcendent quality and people might disagree on it but um, if we are knowingly doing something that restricts that animal's ability to live a full life there's still a moral implication to that even if the perception of the animal is that there's no difference. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, Maybe I'm thinking about this too low level. Uh, uh, Meter, am I missing something still here? I probably am. You're missing intention. Intention? Yes. So the intention of the fence is, is the intention of a body of water to block the deer in. No, it's just a natural thing. Now, if you dig a moat, that the intention of that moat is to keep the deer in then that becomes a cage. And I'm trying to think of other examples where intention affects morality. Uh, I can think of one, like let's say that like you, I don't know, you're washing your window at a, like a 20 story building and then you fall out the window and you like landed in somebody's like uh, patio and uh, you have to like, you know, get out through the front door, but then they catch you and they're like, oh, you broke into my house. Like, no, I didn't. Like, and that your intention wasn't to break in. You just kind of got go back, you know, caught into a, like a bad circumstance. So the law probably wouldn't give you that exception there. They'd probably be like, okay, yeah, like you entered this person's house unlawfully, but you did it because you just, Got had some bad luck and fell through like your 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 window, so that I could see the intention not mattering, uh, or mattering a lot. So I, I suppose the intention could matter, but is is that more like a thing for us? Like like in like my example, there's a functional, there's, there's a functional thing there where the breaking of denturing is the is the issue, but here this sounds like a sugar on top for our own like peace of mind. So the difference is that laws are man-made constructs. And that morality, again, is a transcendent concept. 
And so there, there could be a law that doesn't directly align with morality because it's not always the case. I mean, and I don't want to get too deep into this because it's controversial, but I'm just saying a great example of this is abortion. Throughout history, there's been different perspectives on it, but whether there's a law that is for or against abortion is completely different than whether it's a moral act, right? So it, just because there are laws that govern certain things or there might be consequences, um, th- those don't always directly correlate to the morality of a particular action. Would you say then that the morality of that action is just more opaque or, or a little bit harder to grasp and not like straightforward? Because like, like uh, if someone happens to enter your property, but they didn't intend to, then you give them a chance to exit. Like, like that's kind of like the moral kind of a solution to the problem. Whereas kind of more blunt solution is, you know, thou shall not enter my property under any circumstance. Like, like that's not quite a, a good moral standard because it doesn't exclude these kind of exceptions. I'd have to think about this for a second. Cause I think the breaking and entering one is a little bit difficult because there is a, uh, perception challenge there. You know, if you don't have all the information and you're on the receiving end of that, particularly maybe you have a family that you need to protect, there, there's definitely some perception there. Um, and But keep in mind that you could make a, a, a what you believe at the time, based on the information that you have, you could make a decision that would maximize the utility or the decision that you feel at the time would be the most moral, but at the same time, it could be immoral Mm -hmm. because you're missing information. Right. Well, in that case, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be the best decision to make, but you couldn't be blamed for the the information you had. Like, like if someone comes up to you and they have like a gun and they, uh, you know, shoot you, but then ends up being a sport gun, but you think it's a real gun. So you take your gun out and shoot them. You know, you thought they're going to shoot you with a real gun, right? So from your perspective, you know, your shooting of them is actually defending themselves. When it comes down to it, they were just, uh, you know, trying to play a prank on you. A really bad prank, which you never do, obviously. But, you know, like, I don't think you would actually have been convicted of murder in that case, or at least That's true. I mean, that's why there's a distinction between manslaughter and murder, right? Because mistakes do happen, but there's still some moral implication to those mistakes. They're not as great. I mean, if you took out a gun and shot somebody in cold blood for no reason, that's a much greater moral implication than shooting someone in self-defense on accident. Uh, But there's still a moral implication. You know, it's like there's this thing out there where people say uh, there's a a just war theory. and, And this is allegedly a way that you can say there are certain circumstances where war is justified, right? Now, is justified the same thing as moral? You know, if you're a soldier going into a just war, can you say that every person that you killed in the name of that just war was moral? I wouldn't say that you can, not 100%. And you can say that the reasons were important, but there's still going to be some implication there that you killed other human beings. Mm -hmm. Meter, do you have anything to add to that? Or, uh, I think it's super interesting, Pepin, that every time we're talking today about morality and like whether something's moral or not, you keep bringing it back to the justice system and like somebody being arrested. Like, how does that the the justice system that the humans have put into place has nothing to do with morality? They're not one for one. 
So, Meter, you bring up a great point and a point that I think I am going to take a week to think over. And then uh, after that week, I will uh, finish the rest of this episode and publish it because, hey, uh, this one's running a little long. Yeah, that, that this is what this is. Uh, this is me cutting the episode short. So, hey, next week, let's talk about this again because uh, we need to 